This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Folks may be traveling for holidays or vacations, and we're going to go through getting ready for a road trip so that you are absolutely covered for most any problem that the highway or Mother Nature might throw at you. We've got a list today of some higher level preparations. So if you need just some basic road trip preparation, you can listen to our November 21st uh, podcast, November 21, 2019. You can find that at autocorrect.mpbonline.org or on any podcast app, just type in autocorrect. So we're going to but we're going to discuss being prepared between your vehicle repair question calls. How do you feel about road trips, Allison? Absolutely love them. I have to do that. I'm not a homebody and you know some people never road trip. My roommates never leave, but I am constantly going on road trips. So yeah, I absolutely love them. I went this weekend down to Zachary, Louisiana and raced autocross and that was a nice little trip through the back roads of Louisiana to get there and it was beautiful and I absolutely loved it. So just going from your house to Louisiana, do you listen to the radio? Do you bring music? Do you plug in something? What or do you just kind of look outside? What do you do to amuse yourself on the trip? I still listen to CDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have CDs that I've had since I was in sixth grade that still play and they're in my car and yeah. uh, so I'm I'm a music file, though. I absolutely love music. Other than that, I've gotten into podcasts with like our podcast that we have. Um, you know, it's really, really neat. The podcast format is really, really awesome and great for long distance driving, especially if you're in there by yourself. Uh, I love just having someone talk. They're talking. Right. And, uh, right. So I really enjoy the podcast. So between that and and CDs, I'm covered. Excellent. Well, we're going to talk about things for your car. Um, so uh, one of the things that's always a good to, way to begin your trip is to start cleaning out your car so that you can find, you know, it's it's all well and good for you to bring it in your car. But if you can't find it when you need it. That's yeah. not much help. Yeah, that's a good one. I do that every time. Yeah. Every time before I leave. Because my car, with me working in it a lot, it's or just, and I'm constantly in it going places, my car gets filled with things. So, so it's a must to clean it. Now, one time we went to Disney and we had a minivan, but we also had seven people in the car mm. and we got one of those on the roof rack things it was a it held all of our suitcases i think we also took it to like the grand canyon or something but anyway it 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 held all the suitcases and then strapped to the luggage rack now this suggestion says this uh autocareplus.com list it suggested try not to use one because it creates air friction and slows you down bringing more gas if it's unavoidable cover with a strong sheet and tie it down very well well at that point if you've got seven people in the car you're loaded down like that your gas mileage is probably going to be a little less anyway so but i guess they make hard shell things and soft shell things that 
would be aerodynamic and, and also you need to take into consideration how easy it would be, like if you're staying at a hotel, how easy it is to get the stuff down yeah. so that it doesn't get stolen during the night. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Someone could just pop it right off and go. Surely it has some sort of lock mechanism on there where you could put a lock on it, you would think. Ours just had bungee in like those uh, suitcase clips. Huh. So we'd have to haul it off and down. Oh, every night. Every night. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe for like a two-night, if you're going to stay for a while, that might be good. Yeah. Okay, another thing is, okay, cover headlights in front of the car with a protective sheet to prevent bug clogs or other damage. I'm not... No, I guess well, what do they I mean about this? I ended up getting a bunch of rock pecks on my hood of my car last time that I went on vacation when I went to North Carolina. Um, was that this year? That was this year. And... It put rock packs all over my hood on my car, which I'm going to have to get painted. So that's a good tip. I, I don't know what it is about road travel when you're on a high-speed road for a long distance. It's picking up stuff, and it's beating up the front of your car. So if I would have had that cover on it, I wouldn't have this problem. So now I have to have my car painted to fix this. I remember uh, uh, an uncle told me, he said... Uh, his daughter's girlfriend, his his daughter's boyfriend came up to him and said, you know, I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to get her a bra for Christmas. Uh, oh and he, he kind of went, what, what? <laughs> and then we figured out it was kind of a joke. It was the, the this, strap for the front of your car that and what all does that protect? Have you seen those? Yeah. They used to have those like in the 90s or the 80s. I'm guessing that's the same thing. It's yeah. bugs and rock packs popping up on your car and tearing up your paint job. So, yeah, they used to. Yeah, you used to see them a lot more. But, um, yeah, they're they're pretty neat. I never had one on any car that I've had, but I kind of wished I did on this one because it's, it's all tore up on the front now from all the traveling I've been doing. It, the car was, like, brand new when I got it, and now it's, <laughs> it's worn out. <laughs> well, we're talking about road trips today. We haven't had a live show for a while, so go ahead and call in now. By the time we get to the end of the show, we're going to be full up. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get through. Allison is fantastic. If she doesn't know the answer, she'll steer you in the right direction, but she'll give it a great go to uh, try to answer your car repair questions or if you want to tell us about make us envious tell us about where you're going on a road trip yeah, or nice. tell us what you take on your road trips we would love for you to be a part of the show our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or you could send us an email auto at mpbonline.org now this next thing on the list i don't know if you are maybe going to south america on a road trip get an extra set of car belts Oh, well, I did that once. Did you? Yeah. So I took my old van up to Ohio to see a friend of mine, and I knew one of my belts were worn, so I brought a drive belt with me, and sure enough, it popped probably seven hours into the trip, and I just pulled over and replaced it. Well, look at you. But, <laughs> but I saw that one coming, and yeah. um, so I guess... That's kind of an old school tip there, I think, is what they're we're doing. Um, belts last longer than they used to. They're better materials. But they they did used to snap more often. I had I had an old one where it was just wearing funny on the pulley, so it I saw it coming. 
And I guess that's a good thing to check. Check your belts and just have a look and see if they're in good shape. Mine was frayed on one edge from rubbing up against the pulley, and I knew it was going to bust. So, and it did. It sure enough did under that pressure. When you're driving, one of, a lot of these tips are having to do with driving at high pressure, high speeds for long distances. So your car needs to be in better shape than just driving around daily, which only puts a little bit of pressure on your car. So this is this is for a, a higher mileage, higher speed trip. It puts more attention on your car. Well, and also if you're just driving around town, you know, there's a Walmart or a yep. advanced auto parts or, yep. you know, some Texaco station or something there that you could Somewhere. get help on. This would be stuff that you, you need. Well, we asked you to call in and you certainly did. We're glad you're going to be part of the show. Uh, Homer, we're so glad you've called in from Lion. Go ahead. Hey, how y'all doing? Really good. Thanks. Uh, Happy holidays to everybody. I enjoyed the show, Allison. I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoy MPB. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, MPB is awesome. <laughs> it, it really is. It's so informative. But anyway, um, hear stuff, hear things on here that you will never hear on mainstream. Um, uh, but anyway, well, what they call mainstream. But anyway, uh, I, I, agree I have with a, you. <laughs> I have a two oh three Dodge Dakota. Um, the light bulb on the driver's side, of course, it it went out, and I came a long way before Google, but I Googled it and how to change it. Of course, it was a little bit of work, but got it changed, put the bulb in, cut the lights on, no lights on that side. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, I said something a little, a little more. <laughs> I went, oh my God, I did all this work, yeah. and this dead gum bulb still is not working. Did you check it before you put it all back together? That's a suggestion I would have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes, and then and then saw yes. yes, I bought two bulbs. Well, two bulbs came in a pack. Went back to the. Uh, auto parts, and I told the guy, look it up. Y'all had a right bulb, and I looked at the other bulb, and I'm, everything is exactly, but when I plugged it up, it just did not, you know, that light on the driver's side would not come on. Just the light on the driver's side. Well, just the light on the driver's side. You're going to have to do some electrical testing and figure out what's wrong with it to see if it's getting power to it, check the ground, that sort of thing, and see what's going on to that connection. Does the connection look pretty? Sometimes the connectors are melting or they'll gunk up and and act up. That's possible. Yeah, I looked at the, the, the leads to it. You know, it, everything looks pretty Everything good. looks fine. Um, yeah, well, these Dodges and their electrical problems, this is something we talk about on the show all the time. Um, I recommend going to an automotive electrical shop, and they're all over. They're usually kind of on the outskirts of town, but they're, they are in every town. Um, an automotive electrical shop and have them test it, that's, that's going to be your best bet. Like, I wouldn't take this to a dealership or to a small independent shop. Even an independent, independent shop could do it. But your best bet to quickly eliminate a problem better is electrical testing uh, shop, an automotive electrical shop, and go from there. Unless you feel comfortable with testing for voltage and that sort of thing, 
checking your relays and that. I imagine the relay works for both lights on there, so I'm, I'm guessing it's not a relay. You know what I mean? Unless they uh-huh. have it for the left-hand, right-hand side, then you would want to check your relay. But um, are you comfortable with doing that kind of testing? Well, what I've done is I've you know, moved wires around. I looked at all the connectors. I did a little bit of Googling on problems with the Dakota as far as the lights. Um, the relay did come up, but I've got an appointment uh, Monday at a shop. Then they have a guy that in the shop that kind of is not a dealership. And I stay away from them if I can. Right. Um, they they have a guy that just does electrical diagnostics on vehicles. Fantastic. That's what you want. And, yeah, and he told. They told me. I said, "Well, what, now are you gonna call me before when you find out what's wrong? <laughs> call me and let me know what the what the what the damage is, Scotty, before you start fixing things." And they said, "Yeah, we'll do that." I said, "Okay, great." So great. that's where I am now. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Another thing that popped in my mind is for people who have a similar problem. Say there's two relays. There's one for the right-hand side and one for the left-hand side. You uh-huh. can switch the relay and see if it'll make it switch sides that it's working on. Then you know it's a relay. That's one other tip. And you might want to do that before you take it to the shop and see if you get lucky and it fixes it. And you can get relays at Auto Parts Store easy. They're, they have a wide selection of relays for cars. Okay. All right. That's why I listen to you, Alice. I try. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, Homer. Thank you. We're going to continue our discussion about advanced rotor trips when we come back from our break. If you have a problem with your vehicle, Allison has a passion about helping you out. Call us at 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 1 877 672. 7464. You can also send us an email to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. So hang on, Rick and Randy. And you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You already know MPB Think Radio is a direct result of donations from listeners like you. But instead of counting the size of your donation in dollars, how about axles? Trucks to motorcycles, cars, even 18-wheelers. Your donated vehicle of any size helps fund the programs here on Think Radio. For more information on how to donate your vehicle, visit mpbonline.org slash support. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org.
Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. And remember, with podcasts, you can either just listen to them or you can download them so that if you're driving in the middle of nowhere, you're not eating up all your data. You can just listen to it on your smart device. We've uh, been away because of the breaking news for a few weeks so i'm just going to give out the recalls if this is your car then uh, you need to get a little bit more information the 2020 ford explorer and the ford navigator have recall 2015 to 2019 bmw x6 the 2020 cadillac chevrolet and gmc vehicles the 2019 prius the 2019 and 20 Toyota CHR Corolla and Corolla Hybrid, the 2019 Subaru Ascent Crosstrek and Forester, the 2011 to 2017 Volvo S60 S60 Cross Country V60 V60 Cross Country, the 2011 to 2017 nope I already read that one, the 2019 <laughs> Subaru Ascent, the 2020 Land Rover. Land Rover Range Rover Evoque, the 2017-2018 Bentley Continental Supersports, the 2020 BMW 3 Series and Z4 Toyota Supra, the 2019 Mercedes AMG E-Class, and the 2019-2020 Honda Honda CR-V. Ah, so you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, NHTSA slash recalls, and putting in your VIN number. We're talking about getting ready for a road trip, but we want to go to our calls. We've got Randy, who has called in from Gulfport. Randy, thanks for being a part of AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Yes, I'm actually from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm just traveling on business. Oh, nice. Okay, I love Nashville. Yeah, caught your radio program, and I have a specific question that actually happened to me last night as I was traveling down the interstate. Um, I drive a 2011 Nissan Cube, high mileage. I've got 209,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. It runs great. I've taken very good care of it. Uh, But last night, the engine light came on going down the interstate. Everything felt like it was perfectly fine. So I pulled over, first chance I got, checked all the fluids, that was all fine. Uh, So I pulled into a O'Reilly Auto Parts and had them do the engine check. And they gave me a engine code warning. And it says that the pressure solenoid uh, off the transmission is having an issue. And I'm literally, I had this transmission replaced a year and a half ago. Um, so, again, it's running perfectly fine. I just want to get your opinion on should I continue driving it till I get back home, or do I need to stop and have that addressed before then? I recommend getting that checked out, because if your pressure is not right, then your fluid is not, I'm assuming your fluid is not circulating correctly for some reason, and possibly. Okay. Um and you definitely don't want that. And I imagine it could overheat or something like that. It could be, so it can cause transmission failure again. If you can 
Randy, email us and I'll send you the the company locally that I use for transmission problems that are amazing. Well, he's in Gulfport right now. Oh, you're down in Gulfport. Will you be back in the area? Or are he's you going to Jackson? Well, I'm in Gulfport and I'm headed back north. Uh, today. Yeah, but you might want to get it checked out before you get back on the road. I would go to try to find a good local transmission shop that's really comfortable with the CVT transmissions with the Nissan problems that they've had and um, and have them go ahead and check it out. But that's not a code you want to just drive around with the check engine light on. I, no, I wouldn't think so. I'm pretty sure it's not. I appreciate the advice. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Let's go now to Rick, who has called in from Olive Branch. Rick, thanks for being a part of AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Good morning, ladies. Um, Having been a radio host once upon a time myself, I'm going to break protocol and drive your producer crazy. But Allison (laughs) made a comment a while ago about traveling to Louisiana, I believe it was, and uh, participating in an autocross. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I have a couple of daughters that are motor motorsports champions, and I was just calling to find out: is was this a SCCA event? That's right. Was, I'm sorry. It was SCCA. Are you uh, are you an, a member of the SCCA? And if so, how long? I've been racing in the SCCA since last year. I started back last year racing. I, I just was driving down the road, and I picked up a 89 Nissan 240SX and rebuilt a transmission with a friend of mine, and away I went and raced um, last year as many races I could get to. I went to some. I went to one down in New Orleans at the Motorsports, Motorsports Park down there, and... Um, so and then ended up at the beginning of this season I locked up the engine in it acting up <laughs> cuz I can't uh, drive slow and uh and I'm in the process of rebuilding the engine for it now so at this year I got to drive a whole bunch of other people's cars while I'm in the process of getting my car going again Have you uh straight well first let me put out there for those that are listening wondering what SCCA is it's Sports Car Club of America, which has been around a long time. Yes, it has. Uh, Since the 50s, I think. Yes. Uh, Has most of your participation been in timed events, or have you uh, done any pure racing uh, at all in anything? Right. No, I haven't. I want to do that as soon as possible. Is that what your daughters do? Are they tracking with NASA? or? Well, no. uh, Actually, um, I got involved with the SCCA uh, because of the radio show that I hosted. Uh, covering motorsports events uh, up oh, here around nice. Memphis, and my daughters were all dirt track racers. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, uh, but That's awesome. uh, but I, but having done the radio show, I um, I got to hang out with the SCCA guys up here and went to a lot of their events, and that was back at the birth of the Memphis Motorsports Park, which they actually brought in uh, the Trans Am series and. Uh, at that time, the SCT actually had a, uh, a truck series where they ran mini trucks, which was uh, kind of short-lived, but it was it was very interesting. So that's neat. Uh, I got to mingle with uh, uh, like Jack Roush. He was big in the uh, oh. SCTA series back then. Wow! But, uh, but any female in motorsports, uh, I mean, it, it is it, it's cool. It, <laughs> well, it's cool, but it's harder uh, for a female. And, and, of course, we ran up against that. 
but uh, uh, what do you mean I, it was harder? <laughs> well, <laughs> just curious. Well, and especially when you're running dirt tracks, local dirt tracks, and, and, and things of that nature, uh, you know, you, you throw a female in there, and until they prove theirself, there's kind of a well, we don't need a girl out there. That 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 mental mentality. From I the did males. get a little bit of that, or people basically kind of didn't talk to me. Um, yeah. Last year when I first started, and then when I started racing other people's cars and, and beating some people in their own cars, then they started to talk to me. <laughs> well, that Which was, is, so I did have ran. to prove myself a little bit, I think. I think they kind of are like that to anyone new that comes in or anyone that they don't know for sure what they're going to do. They kind of don't pay any attention. So I don't know if that's a... Uh, it probably probably women do catch more of that than men do, but um, well, Rick, well, you I'm and your glad. daughters might be interested to hear our uh, February twenty first of twenty nineteen. We did a show on autocross in in Mississippi, so uh, you can find that on our podcast or our our website autocorrect dot mpbonline.org. That was our February 21st, 2019. I That was a good share. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I enjoy the show. And, and, and like I said, when you said that about going to the autocross, my ears perked up. And I said, well, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to go against what they're trying to do today. But uh, no, that's, show, this is awesome. Y'all have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a happy new year, okay? You do the same. Thanks, Rick. Mm. Thanks for calling Bye-bye. in. Yeah, with uh, AutoCorrect, yeah. we're, we're talking about road trips, and Allison is here to answer your car questions, but you want to talk about anything, <laughs> go ahead and give us a I call. Like Our number, especially about racing. <laughs> right, especially about racing. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org now remember get your calls in now because if it fills up at the end we can't uh, get to them and you don't want to miss out on Allison's great advice okay here are some more things on getting ready for a, a long trip change the spark plugs is it advice on on this list yeah or other maintenance air filter oil change go ahead and get that because you're putting more pressure on your car you're going to mess it up quicker if you don't have the maintenance up to date on it and say you have some spark plugs that are about to go out and it starts missing a little bit or um making the making it work harder and you're going to end up messing something up so it's it's good to go ahead and do your maintenance as, as soon as possible and in, in addition to doing your maintenance this is where i recommend you use a small shop to get familiar with them with some basic things that that they can't mess up and that you establish a relationship with them and when you have something more serious they already know your face they know who you are they know your vehicle they know it's been maintained or not and um and they can help you out better. So this is a good time to use a nice little independent shop where you are going to get to meet the mechanic. A mechanic may own the shop and run it. I know some shops like that, and that's really neat. The owner is there working and, and answering the phone calls. And so that that's a good time for that. So that's a good tip. Go ahead and get your maintenance done before you're putting a lot of pressure on your car going down the road. All right. Another suggestion is to pack a fire extinguisher. I thought that was a little, I don't, maybe that's an old tip, maybe. I haven't heard of anyone. I mean, it's pretty rare to have a car fire. Right. 
pretty, pretty, pretty rare. Oh, speaking of old tips. Okay, here's his Liz calling in off topic. All right. <laughs> it's cold now. It was, we're, you know, winter in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, we've there've, there's been different discussions about leaving your car running or starting your car when you get up in the morning. And I, I want you to tell me if I've got this right. We've talked now about when you get in, start your car, adjust your mirrors, do your seat belt, you know, get ready and you suggest letting it run for just at least like a minute. Yeah. Is that, that's what you think? About a minute and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess old timey cars, what pre carburetors or something, Mm -hmm. there was a time when you had to let a car warm up Mm -hmm. but that, that's not the case anymore. Is that right? That's right. They warm up faster now. They're made to do that. And that's for emissions. They literally do it for emissions to get better uh, emissions um, testing. And um, so a lot of questions I get is, well, when it's cold, how long do you let it warm up or should you do that? And people have heard that you shouldn't. Just do it like as little amount of time as you can take to get in your car and let it warm up before you get in it. And just, just as long as you can... Or not as long as you wait, but as least amount of time that you can wait and be comfortable in your car. That's and that's what you want to do, and that gives it say say three minutes or something like that, three to five minutes, and then get in your car and drive it slowly until it warms all the way up, and that's that's enough time. Longer than that, it does wash your cylinders down. They, they run them richer when they're cold and when they're uh, fresh starts. And it will wash your cylinders down and kind of can cause damage over time if you just let it sit there and idle and idle and idle. And you don't want to do that. Well, but then I saw a skit on Saturday Night Live and they were joking about kids in the winter and they were buckling them into their car seats while wearing their coats. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't had babies in car seats for about 25 years Mm -hmm. now, but back in the day, they told you, you don't wear a coat in a car seat because then the car seat isn't going to fit as snug against it. So the car would need to be warm enough to put a kid in a car seat without already wearing a coat. So I guess there's a difference between warming the car up for the car's sake, which you don't have to do anymore, versus warming the car up for the kid's sake, which might put a little bit more wear and tear on your car, but might be safer for the kid because then they're not in the car, not in the big puffy coat. They just might have to be cold a little bit for a minute. So put them in the car without the jacket if that's what's recommended for safety. And then go ahead and get buckled in and get on the road because the sooner you get moving, the quicker everything is going to warm up. And um, like I said, drive it slow until it warms up fully and then you're good to go. So they might just have to be cold for a second. <laughs> well, we'll get uh, our the Kids and Teens, yeah. which is it's coming fun. after this. I'll catch her in the hallway, Dr. Yeah. Morgan McLeod, or I'll send an question. email mm-hmm. to the Southern Remedy email to ask her that question. But if you have a question for Allison, we would love for you to give us a call. Our number is one 877 MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven 
672-7464, our email address, which you can email anytime. You know, if you think of something on a Saturday, go ahead and email us, auto at mpbonline.org. Let's now go to Meridian and talk to Karen. Karen, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Hey, thank you very much. Um, hey, we have a Ford F-150 um, truck. I think it's like 04 or an 05. And there is a smell that comes out of no, like no, no, the defrost no, no, no. system or the heating that we do not know what it is. And also our, um, and like I just said, we, ju- we just don't know what it is. Have you changed so, your cabin have, filter? We haven't. Check that. Something okay. may have died in there and gotten stuck. Oh. And that's okay. one thing that can happen. Okay. okay. Um, so change your cabin air filter first and okay. see where you go from there. Okay. That's a, okay. That's my my first thoughts on that because it can get it it captures moisture and okay. everything and if it's been in there a long time it's it's possible it's caught something else a a pet or, or not a pet a squirrel or or something like that <laughs> okay. I've seen it before I've seen it a lot. Okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm laughing at that pet. Okay. I mean, yes. You know, I hope it's not your pet there. <laughs> it's not. They were both at our house when we left. Good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, but um. Yeah, and then I've got one other question. So it sounds like there's water in the door whenever we open and close it. Is there any way to drain that out? Yes. Um, for most door panels, they're really easy to take off. And so you can okay. watch like a Google, you Google a video on it and watch it on YouTube or something and pop your door panel off. Um, just okay. be careful of the clips. And um, and if you if for some reason those clips break, you can get them from a dealership really easily with your VIN number. But anyway, yeah, I guess your weather stripping maybe has gone bad. Okay. On the glass, and that's where we would need a Mike to call in and and give us information about that because I, I I know he's um, talked about it before. We're replacing it's it's a name for that strip of weather stripping that's on your glass on the door that keeps weather out of it, and it okay. and if that goes bad, it can get rain down in there. Okay. All right. Which you might can have replaced, like get the part from a dealership and, and put it on and okay. replace it. I have not replaced one of those myself, but I'm sure Mike has. Maybe if he's calling listening, he can call in and help us out with that. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I will continue to listen to see if he calls. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day and have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thanks, Thank Karen. You. We're talking about how to be prepared for whatever Mother Nature can throw at you while on a road trip and taking your car repair questions after this break. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464. You could also send us an email to our address auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. 
Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We've talked about for road trips, uh, hat listening to podcasts. Ours is called AutoCorrect. You can also listen to the MPB Public Media app. And we we uh, while you listen to us, you could also make a contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And we want you to know we rely on contributions to maintain our towers, our station, and to uh, purchase national programming. Michelle McAdoo. We just saw Santa. We just <laughs> yeah, saw we Santa. Did. Yes, Santa is here today. You're giving it away, but oh, we're going to oh, talk about it. But No, I'll go ahead. Oh. Santa could not be live with me, Marshall and I, on Monday. Oh, okay. Because so, he's so busy, and literally, he's carved out few minutes to come up here and record our show. So his reindeer are outside parked and um, I know I he doesn't have a long... Oh yes, my yes, goodness, yes. Santa! So, uh, I know you, you have to right. go sit on his lap and tell him what you want. He loves that. You know. Uh, so we'll all do that when we uh, finish this show. Well, I That'd hope you nice. get digital over here to take a picture because that is like the best looking yeah. Santa. He's well, he awesome. is actually, um, if Santa. you listen to the show Monday, everyone, listen to the show. Now you're talking with Marsha Ramsey on Monday day and you'll find out more about him but he is the quintessential santa he goes all over and he was here last year i don't know if you remember um oh. this is my friend um he's been a friend of mine since i was born santa uh, and uh, he's, nice. he comes through every year so yeah i love That's michelle's awesome. friend santa all yes. right well we'll have to listen to marshall ramsey on mpb think radio at 10 a.m on monday but first let's go to mike mike our window guy who we had on earlier this month thanks for calling in mike yeah, I luckily got to get uh, to get to listen to it this morning. Um, real quick about the lady with her door, and this is every car really. If the glass is not permanent, like doesn't move, which not, not roll up and down, not slide open, pop open, it's got to have some sort of way for the water to drain. So that top that top ledge where the glass meets the molding on the door is not going to seal the water. I mean, it's it's supposed to hold most of it out, right? But you can't expect it to hold it permanent. Oh, like a okay. Or a sliding back glass on a pickup truck. They make drain holes. If you open your door and look at the bottom of the door, way down at the bottom, there's going to be holes in it. And they'll get clogged up with dirt and stuff. On that particular Ford pickup, they have plastic clips that cover those holes. Still made a drain, but it makes the holes smaller. If you have a drainage problem, just reach down and pop those things out. Interesting. Yes. So yep. glad you were listening. And I would have, yeah, I was. I gave the wrong advice on that. Yeah. Pretty much any car you look at, um, if you look at the bottom of the door, it's going to have some sort of holes in it. Some are way huge and some are a little tiny about the size of a pencil. But um, it's there. 
That's fascinating. Yep. There's well, so much guys, to know. Man, I'm gonna let you get some more calls then. Oh uh, well, Mike, you, Mike. I, when you hang up, keep listening because our next of caller course. may have a question. You may need to text Allison. But uh, if you want to listen to our windshield show, Mike Harbin from the Righteous Windshield was our guest on December 5th. You can listen yep. to that on our podcast. We love it that, that uh, he great listens and, and calls in from time to time. But yeah, thanks, I needed, Mike. I needed about three hours. That day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. We'll have to yeah, do it I really again. I appreciate you guys. That was fun. And it's cool that I can text you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's let's thanks, see thanks. what. Bye, uh, Mike. Bye, Mike. Let's see what Renee in Utica has to say. Renee, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, when I turn my heat on in my car, my windshield and windows are fogging up. And when I put it on defrost, everything clear up. So do you have any idea what may be going on with that? That heat with the temperatures making it condense and, and put some fog on your windshield. That's what it is. And when you're putting it on the cooler temperature or or defrost, it's clearing it out. So that's normal on that. Okay, but it keeps doing it, even though, like, when I turn it back to my heating set, and it, it'll go right back to fogging up again. Yeah, that's what it is. It's that warm air is condensing on the windshield. So you you have to keep it, like, as as cold as you can tolerate to keep it where it's defrosting. Yep. And that defrost is, is actually, it's it's to keep the fog off of your car when it fogs up like that on the inside, but it's mainly it's to defrost the window when the windshield is um, frozen, which mine was this morning. I had to defrost it, and I know a lot of other people out there had to this morning. It's It's been cold lately. Um, so it's it's made to, to defrost and to heat that windshield up, but when, they're, when it's not doing the defrosting the ice off your windshield it's going to fog up on there so yeah you just have to keep the temperature at as as cool as you can handle it to keep it from fogging up and take it off a defrost when you're when you have your heat on but there is a dance with that so i I, I know everyone else has experienced that like you kind of have to get, get it just right and turn it on and off and to keep the fog down off of your car well and that's why you can't have your air on recirculate when it's on defrost i think because the if it's on recirculate you get too much humidity from inside the cabin and the defrost brings in that cold outside air but it's a drier air i think you're right i think you're right Mm -hmm. okay well thank you you're very welcome oh renee we're glad that you called in thanks let's get to uh some of the the cars not to buy we want to remind you uh, consumer reports has a list of vehicles that have a record of much worse than overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their auto annual auto survey today we're going to caution you about the gmc acadia uh the 2008 to 2011 the 13 through the 14th and the 2007 the owners noted some transmission problems so please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports 
carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in new car reviews, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. And since we've had our last show, he's put up reviews of the 2020 Toyota Corolla and the Kia Soul, the Range Rover Sport, the 2020 Volvo V60 Cross Country, and the electric Mustang crossover. Did you pay much attention to that Mustang crossover electric vehicle that they've been talking about? I have no idea to think of that. They they do, and I, okay, I don't like it because it, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's a four door electric Mustang. Come on, come I on! I think they just wanted to call it a Mustang. Oh, of course, that's it. They should. They could have come up with something better than that. There's so many other things that they could have come up with. So no, I, 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 the 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 idea is great. I like the idea of a Ford making an electric car, yeah. but. I don't like that they called it a Mustang when it's not a two-door All right. sports car. We've only got a few more minutes. We're going to talk about things to take on your road trip. I'll go through a couple, then Allison will see what all you've got. Yeah. Um, make sure if it's a sunshiny, you can get those like sun protectors for the side windows, especially if you've got a kid in a car seat. Uh, use your podcast, download them in case you lose service or bring your favorite CDs. Don't forget your car charger for your phone. Uh, flashlights, and then um, maybe, you know, just some, some extra tools to have in the car, screwdrivers or wrenches or pliers or God bless you if you need a hammer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some it things that you then. would suggest to be uh, extra prepared for a car trip? Um, check and see if you have your owner's manual. If you don't have your owner's manual, it may be hard to find your jack and everything that you need if you have a flat or just some other basic questions. The owner's manuals are full of good information. So if you don't have it, go ahead and download it. You can you can pretty much find any owner's manual online and download it and have it on your phone or or your uh ThinkPad or whatever you need. I know Honda. So if it. you if you ask them, uh, they'll give you know give you a new owner's manual. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, if that's interesting. Yeah. That's that would be nice if everyone did that because mm-hmm. um, you definitely need your owner's manual. Uh, another one I had on here was to please slow down. <laughs> that's a big pet peeve of mine that people speed really bad. I used to do it back in the day when I had a sports car, so I can't really complain too much about other people doing it. But I see people doing it in these big vehicles that are really prone to rolling over at high when you have like a high speed emergency situation. Um, wrecks are the number one cause of death in America across almost all age groups. So it's literally really, really dangerous. So speed kills. And so well, please slow down. We're talking about podcasts. I also produce and host in legal terms. And mm-hmm. last Tuesday on December 17th, we had a attorney who also was a former deputy sheriff who was on in legal terms and he talked about holiday 
uh, avoiding holiday mishaps. And, you know, we talked about what to do if you were in a traffic stop. We also talked about don't speed. Uh, be able, be sure to pull over if there's a emergency vehicle on the side. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, do not get into your car if you've had any alcohol. Yeah, those are good tips. Um yeah, really, really good. Really like that. And so a couple of other tips are check your wipers and your wiper fluid. Check your other fluids in your car, too. But before you get going down the road, make sure your wipers are in good shape and good condition because you don't want to be stuck in the rain with a wiper that's broken or not wiping good while you're going down the interstate or something like that. Oh, I have to tell you, and we've just got a couple minutes left, and I'm going to say this because I know my kid is not listening to the show. <laughs> We've ordered them for Christmas. It's um, about the size of a, bigger than a hot dog, but uh, like a screen door, you know, the piston that, you Mm -hmm. know, holds open a screen door. It's an air pump. It's and you. It's digital. You can recharge it on a USB, but then it, it digital. You set it to what you want to inflate your car tire to, and it does it, and then it stops. Gift idea for Get Allison. out of okay. town. It was on. We saw it on the CBS Morning Show. Techno Claws that. did that. Another uh, thing you might want for a, a gift or for a trip is a what do you call it? A charging to to jump a to jump your car. Yeah, booster. Booster box, a booster That's box. What I call it. Yeah. yeah, that might be good to have uh, for a road trip. Yeah, yeah, I think those are just good to have in general for that. So, how much was that little? I it air wasn't pump? that much because the husband ordered oh. it without consulting me. And you know, <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about it, and then yeah. he went ahead and ordered it. But cool, usually, cool. you know, if it was, you know, was I don't know, I I don't think it could have been over eighty dollars. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't it know probably, what it was because probably it, within around fifteen dollars or something like I, that. I, That's I, a don't, guess. I don't have no idea how much it was. Well, that but sounds it cool. Looked to me. I love gadgets. Super cool, and uh, they're also getting a new lug wrench because we bought the car used and it came with a lug wrench, but it was stripped. Oh, okay. And we're going to get huh. one of those. Yeah. X. What do you like? An X or a plus? So that. Also, I, I never, I literally never use them. So I don't. I mean, well, you know. the people, you know, sometimes when you need to change your tire, they've put the lug nuts on too tight. Oh, yeah. And you can have a little bit better grip with yeah. the, the big ones. Tire irons. Tire, tire irons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Allison, I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Yeah. And a happy thanks. new year. Same to you. We'll have uh, a repeat on next week. Okay. But uh, God bless everybody on whatever holiday you're celebrating. A happy Kwanzaa, happy uh, Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy New Year. And we will be back with some live autocorrects in the new year. But there'll be podcasts while we're gone. So that's going to wrap us up for Michelle McAdoo and Jay White, who uh, work in our control room. For Allison Walker, who you can find on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Listen to uh, Dr. Uh, Morgan McLeod, Kids and Teens, right after this. And we will see you with a podcast next Thursday on AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.